안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and members of office, 안녕하십니까? Wow, just now I look at outside and really, oh, you know, beautiful raining, you know. Uh, clean up everything now here. So uh, today is a beautiful Saturday, my brothers and sisters. Today I'd like to talk about true parents comforted the heart of God and uh, emerged uh, triumphant from through, uh, from through Mother Hakja Han Moon on uh, Anthology 1. So I'd like to invite Heavenly Honey to read. True parents comforted the heart of God and emerged triumphant. All people were meant to have parents centered on God, but they have come to have false parents instead. Unification church members have learned through the divine principle about God's miserable situation. He is unable to take dominion over humankind as long as they have false parents. Throughout the thousands of years of human history, there's not been one person who understood the grieved and anguished heart of God and tried to comfort him. In the course of God's providence, many prophets came forward to uphold God's will, but they all ended up failing. In light of this, God's heart must indeed be in indescribable agony. He pinned his hopes on each of them in turn, but whenever they failed and stood in the position of having to pass on the mission of achieving his will to the next generation, the anguished God must have felt in his heart what had been beyond words. Not even the prophets, however, understood this painful heart of God. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. So the mother said, throughout a thousand of years of human history, there has not been one person who understood the grieved and anguished heart of God and tried to comfort him. After knowing God's will and joining the Unification Church, I am most grateful to grateful to true parents. First, true parents told me that God exists and that God is my parents. Secondly, true parents told me how much God loves me. Thirdly, true parents told me how sorrowful God is because of the fall of man. So how can I comfort God when I wake up and open my eyes? I always think about how to become a filial son who relieves the cross of God. I think about how to become a son who shed endless and hard tears to comfort God like a true parents. In this way, true parents are my eternal great parents and my eternal great teacher. I'm so much grateful to true parents because I came to understand the identity of God. At the same time, I understood 
what is the, my own identity? It is really incredible. Wow, now I came to understand who God is, what is God's heart. It is really incredible to me. I learned really great lesson from our true parents. I eternally grateful to true parents because, wow, God does exist. He's my father. He's my parents. And I also came to understand his reality. It is really incredible. True parents said that, it is said that the beginning of our life begins the day we accept God as our parent. He said that a life that did not accept God as my parents had absolutely nothing to do, nothing to do uh, with my life. And then my spiritual growth was impossible forever. For example, if it has been one year since you accept God as your parents, even, even if you turn 60 years old, but your spiritual age is still one year. That's why my brothers and sisters, my life begins when you came to understand God, when you accept God is your parents. Okay, continue. Christians are just looking up at the sky, waiting to receive the Lord coming on the clouds. You, however, have been fortunate enough to meet true parents. You have no idea how difficult it has been for true parents' names to become known around the world as they are today. True father has had to go to prison six times and overcome innumerable life or death crisis. In the course of human history until now, true parents are the people who have known better than anyone else about God's heart and circumstances and who have proclaimed and worked in order to perfectly achieve his will, no matter what indemnity they have had to pay. The history of the Unification Church had to start out from the lowest place, like a wilderness course. In spite of the difficult environment where nothing was prepared, True Father strove to develop career in earnest so that he could join the ranks of the advanced nations. In the early days, the members of the Unification Church consisted mainly of women and middle and high school students. The small number of people took the lead in reviving Korea, according to True Father's will, through the New Mind, New Life Campaign, and the New Community Movement. As they propagated the teaching of the divine principle, they also devoted themselves to restoring the polluted rivers and denuded mountainsides. Korea today has joined the ranks of advanced nations and is exporting many kinds of goods to the rest of the world. The one who paved the foundation to make this possible from the bottommost place was True Father. In the 1950s and 1960s, nobody could have imagined that Korea would become involved in the machinery industry. It was a time when there was no foundation of any kind. However, at that time, True Father began to make preparations 
and train engineers. Anyone who starts a business desires to gain something from it. In short, they desire to make money. True Father, however, did not ask for anything in return. He invested everything solely for the will of the providence. Right after the Second World War, God prepared the foundation on which the Lord of the Second Advent could come and achieve his will. If Korea at the time had upheld God's great will and prepared the ground to attend true father, it would not have been divided into north and south. You may have learned from the divine principle that the difficult course of indemnity was begun because human beings failed to fulfill their 5% responsibility. This being the case, True Father had no choice but to start out from the bottommost part of hell. Though many prophets and martyrs have come and gone in the course of history, the only person who fulfilled the will during his life on earth was True Father. Moreover, True Father was able to perform the enthronement ceremony for God's kingship and the Chanjangun entrance ceremony and the coronation ceremony of true parents, the king and queen of cosmic peace, something that could not even be imagined in the fallen world. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. We can see that how much true mother appreciate our true father's achievement. We can see that, you know, she really appreciate true father's achievement, effort and contribution not just only for Korea, but also, you know, for the sake of the world. I really deeply appreciate True Mother such a kind of really appreciation toward and to her Father. Living divine principle. Please read. God is the subject and harmonious union of original internal nature and original external form. The harmonious union of original masculinity and original femininity. The subject partner having qualities of internal nature and masculinity towards the universe. Yes, today I'd like to talk about God is the origin of a principle, law, and order. Please read. God is the origin of principle, law, and order. Today in the Christian church, they say, Heavenly Father, our all-knowing, all-powerful Father. But even the all-knowing, all-powerful God is all-knowing and all-powerful upon a foundation of principle. He is not all-knowing and all-powerful on a foundation that is without principles. He is not a God who can just do whatever he wants. As an internal being, if he has established laws, then his laws are eternal. Yes, it is incredible content. Many people think that because God is all-knowing and all-powerful, he curses evil people, or if he chooses to judge whether or not people be killed or saved. Because God is omnipotent, and people think that God can do whatever he wants. However, what we need to know is that God is a God of principles, 
laws and order. That is, he is the God of the principle of creation. God is a God who cannot do anything if he debates from the principle of creation. You should know that in a, in a way, he's an incompetent God who can do nothing apart from the principle of creation. The reason God cannot intervene even when he sees Satan's evil deed and human's error is that evil was not created by him. If God unconditionally intervenes in evil deed, then it is established the logic that God created evil. In the word of true parents, they say that involvement in Noah's judgment or any evil was done through the an angel, angel according to the principle of restoration through indemnity, not directly by God himself. I was so surprised to learn from Father. Father said, you know, Noah's judgment descended all kind of the judgment. Actually, God did not deal with that directly. God utilized the angels, you know. Uh, so, you know, the rest of human beings need to go through the, the course of the indemnity. Since God's laws are eternal and unchanging and absolute, even if human beings became uh, fickle and commit evil deeds uh, midway, God cannot change his principle according to the, the circumstances. If God's principle changes according to the circumstance of good and evil, then God's principles are not eternal, absolute, or unchanging. Even if the archangel becomes an enemy among enemies to God, who uh, let the fall happen. God's love must not change before or after the fall of Archangel. What if God changed the principle of his eternal creation just because the Archangel has betrayed him? Then God cannot be absolute, unique, and unchanging eternal God. This is really amazing, you know, God's principle. And he cannot disregard the laws he has established and just do whatever he wants. This is the surprising thing about God's authority. Even if he wants to adapt it or go around his laws, he cannot. When there is a commonly held view where the common opinion coincides with principles of truth, once the absolute God establishes it as a principle, all the people will follow and the entire universe will follow. Yes. God has absolute faith, absolute love, and absolute obedience to the principle of creation he created. God absolutely believes in his creation principle and to love. And God also absolutely loves it and it never changes. And he absolutely obeys his own creation principle and the principle of true love. God first show us a life of practice and tell us to look and resemble humans. God first show us the life of practice, look, uh, looks at us and tells us to resemble him. 
my brother says very very important he absolutely believing is a principle of creation if he he created his own principle he did not believe in that who believe in that he has a obedience he need to obey to his principle of creation he do not obey to his own principle even though he created the principle of the creation he do not obey and who obey who follow god that's why once god created principle of his creation he himself showed the model absolutely believing his principle no matter what he decided okay uh, he created the principle no matter what my love is never changed once he decided his principle is eternal unchanging no matter what i do not change even though you betray me even though you don't like me even though you hate me even though you fall but god's principle is unchanging principle no matter what you betray me and the god said i betray you then god is not eternal god because he changed according to environment then god's principle is not eternal so once god decided i i need to love anyone according to principle of true love then you know then archangel betray him and adam betray him and then yeah, then and then and the evil betray him and all human being is betray him accuse him what is god's principle he decided his principle no matter what unchanging no matter what i need to love human being even though archangel became satan he betray me he misuse adam and eve but according to principle no matter what i need to love him wow god's principle god's love is what unchanging unchanging if change his mind according to our attitude according to circumstances then he is he also changeable god then his principle is not eternal not unchanging wow this is a really amazing guidance by the father may he always show the model first Jesus talk about the two greatest commandments that humans must practice and in loving God he taught us to love him with all our heart all our mind and all our soul and many people say oh god is selfish why ask all human kind to love him first but father clearly explained to us after god created human beings god himself has loved each and every one of them with all his heart with all his mind and with all his soul he showed the first that's why jesus said god showed the first he practiced it first so we need to 
love God in such a way. A true parents put this in practice first and then looks at the uh, uh, children and tells them to do the same. God did not show the example first. How can ask human being to love him? That's why Jesus really clearly talked about the two greatest commandments. Please read. When Adam and Eve reach perfection and enter the kingdom of heaven, Satan, as the archangel, should have followed them into the kingdom of heaven. After the archangel received God's love and then received love from Adam and Eve, the principle is that the archangels should go to heaven together is one of the principles of the creation. From the middle, Satan made a mistake, but he said, I was once a servant and now I am a traitor. But the principle says that in order to enter heaven, you who are the Lord act according to natural law on the foundation of substantial tradition. Oh my God. Satan's accusation against God is even though I have fallen and become Satan, according to your principle of creation, shouldn't you love me forever? Because your principle is unchanging. You need to love me unchangingly, even though I betray you, but you are unchanging God. That's why before the fall, after fall, no matter what, you need to love me. <laughs> Satan accuses, accuses according to, you know, he using the God's principle. I can be a fickle, but you cannot be fickle. Can you? Even though I betray you, but you are unchanging God, you cannot betray me. Even though I hate you, you cannot hate me because you, you are according to your principle of true love. In the end, don't you have to love the fallen Adam no matter circumstance? Love him to the point of the betrayal and take him to heaven. Satan accused God in this way. God has no choice but to helplessly agree with that. That is the reason God cannot judge a kingdom. Is it abysmal? Need to restore him. Need to restore Adam and Eve. No matter what. <laughs> Because of his principle of true love and because of the principle of creation, he, he possessed by that principle, he cannot do anything. Only key he can handle within that kind of principle of love and, and creation. Continue. On the basis of the principles you have established, you must love both the perfected Adam and the archangel in order to enter heaven. And even you cannot abandon this principle. Isn't that right? The answer was what you said is right. Satan was caught and defeated while saying, even though this has happened to me, can't God be the same as me? Well, true love does not force the other to surrender. If it is forced, it is not complete surrender. 
So you have to wait and wait and wait and be patient. Since the heaven is a complete and perfect wall, God's wall of creation complete only when each and every person, even Satan, is saved. So let's just say God saved all mankind. But he doesn't want to save the Satan because you are the main guy. You know, betray me. You are the one who made me suffer the most. I cannot forgive you. Then God's salvation is not complete yet. In, in God's world, there's no hatred, no enemy. If God has an enemy, God's world is not yet perfected world. Not a perfect world. That's why when completely restored, all fallen human beings, including Satan, forgive him. Then God's creation is really total salvation. There's a cannot find any evil, any enemy, any hatred. Wow, that's why we call him God is perfect God. Perfect God. Wow, I really admire fathers. Father, discover this kind of a principle. Can you imagine that? Beautiful. Many people do not know. God is the origin of the principle, law, and order. Many people do not know about that. Wow, God is omnipotent God and omniscient God. Whatever he wants, he can do everything. But God's nature cannot deal with evil because he doesn't have an evil nature. Hmm? That's the reason why God cannot intervene my evil action. Sometimes I connect to God, sometimes I connect to evil. As long as I completely separate between and good and evil, and then I go only, I serve God, then God can intervene me, can deal with me. But always my heart is mixed. Sometimes connect to God, sometimes connect to Satan, and there's no distinguishing yet between good and evil. God cannot do anything. This is the reason why God cannot intervene me, why God cannot help me. Because God only can deal with good condition. If there is something evil condition, God cannot do anything because evil belongs to Satan. Only goodness belongs to God. That's only he can deal with God without separation from the evil. God cannot do anything. Separation between God and evil, that is my portion of responsibility. As long as I separate good and evil, then he can directly come to me. This amazing principle. Today's youth ministry chose Joseph's cause of the trials, trials and tribulations of Joseph sold to Egypt. Heavenly honey, a little bit faster. Okay. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, as you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I am going to send you to them. Very well, he replied. 
but they saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, the boy isn't there. Where can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, we found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe. He recognized it and said, it is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and mourned his son for many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's official, the captain of the God. Wow, really incredible Bible story. But we can learn many things from Jacob's, uh, Joseph's cause. Uh, the trial and tribulations of Joseph sold to Egypt. Joseph was led by Egyptian and merchant Ishmael and was fortunate enough to enter house of the Poti, uh, uh, Potiphar, the leader of the Pharaoh's guards. When a person is sincere and his character is revealed in his actions and attitude, if a person has a good character, wherever he goes, he meets a benefactor. Joseph was like that. Children who grow up being loved by their parents at the home and receive the praise and recognition from their teachers even when they go to school. And also even after graduating from school and entering the workplace, they will receive the recognition from 
the superiors and get a good composition. Even they are someone with good skills, means, or external abilities, they will not last long if their character and personality do not follow. Therefore, we must know that a person's character and personality are the determ uh, determining factors in everything in our life of faith. If a person is sincere, the spirit world helps them wherever they go. You know, this Joseph is a very, very, very sincere guy. That's why father saying, sincerity always moves people, moves people. You know, he was born from such a good lineage from Rachel and Jacob. And then Rachel gone through all kinds of suffering and finally repent and repent and repent. And when she really have the total repentance and then she deliver wonderful lineage. Joseph was born from that kind of background. That's why his character and personality is wonderful, very, very sincere. That's why immediately recognized by, by the people. That's why my, in our life of faith, I really learned something that sincerity is how much important. Someone look at you, someone look at you, someone judge you, whatever. It does not matter. How can I become such a sincere person to my own self? Even God look at me, does not look at me, does not matter. I need to sincere to my own self. Always sincere. Do not commit sin. Even though people, you know, do not look at me, does not matter. Sincerity. You know, good personality means is what? Really sincerity. Where, uh, wherever Joseph went and fortune followed because his interpersonal relationship in that place was very good. He unexpectedly entered a, an Potiphar's house. If you look at how the merchants introduced Joseph to uh, Potiphar, who goes in and out of the uh, palace, they could never introduce just anyone. And Joseph's being in the house of the Potiphar, who went in and out the palace, opened the way for him to go straight ahead. According to the Bible, Potiphar was very satisfied when he saw Joseph's ability to manage and his affairs. And Potiphar regarded Joseph as his own son and rejoiced greatly. You see, and Joseph's uh, a real attitude and his sincerity, and go anywhere and really move the people. In Potiphar's point of view, since Joseph did, uh, did his job like an owner, he could not help but like Joseph very much. So Potiphar gave Joseph the responsibility as an official and secretary. And Potiphar's wife also came to like Joseph who had won trust from her own husband, 
not only because of how responsible he was, but also because of his character and how good he was. That's why Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife. Although it did not specifically mentioned in the Bible, you can assume that her temptation did not just happen once or twice. However, it can be seen that Joseph had always avoided it. I really respect Joseph. How he could overcome that kind of the sexual temptation. He had a certain, well, have a certain kind of the, you know, a mindset. And then his level of the morality is very, very high. Even though he do not know God, and even though he do not know divine principle. But he learned from his mom. He learned from his father, Jacob. And his mother gone through all kinds of suffering, finally overcome the fallen nature. And then Joseph was a kind of different level of the pillar lineage. That's why he could overcome temptation from Potiphar's wife. It is really amazing. You know, easily can be influenced. But he overcome. He keep his dignity. It was really not simple matter. Only the great environment is there. You know, whatever he wants, he can do something. But this Joseph, why he become chosen guy, he overcame chapter two and temptation. Really different level of the morality. That's why whatever we do, you are a good guy, sincere guy, and you can get, you know, anytime some trials and tribulation from somebody, especially chapter two, horizontal temptation, how do you overcome? But what I feel that he has a different blood lineage, different quality of the blood lineage. That's why when we deliver our children, we need to produce that kind of a good quality child, you know, evil, evil human being, fallen human being, cannot overcome environment, cannot overcome chapter two environment. When you were born and on the way growing up, you already overcome chapter two means you already different level of the blood lineage. Already different. That's why, as a father and mother, you overcome chapter two, already overcome chapter two, based on that kind of hard level, produce your children. I am telling you, your children have a different blood lineage, different quality of the blood lineage. Why my children could not overcome chapter two? Because before having a child, I, as a father, as a mother, I could not overcome chapter two. That's why my children just inherited from me. How can I blame my children? How come you couldn't, do not overcome chapter two? That's why important thing. How can I overcome this chapter two? 
if you overcome chapter two, your blood lineage become very holy. And then really, how to say, loving God. You can have a different quality of child. One day, uh, Potiphar's wife grabbed him by his, you know, uh, cloak, and Joseph left it in her hand and went out of the house. Potiphar's wife became so disappointed when she was rejected by Joseph. She framed him. Sadly, her husband listened to his wife and became angry and put Joseph in prison. If Potiphar did not listen to his wife and trusted Joseph until the end, he would not be in prison. And it is also conceivable that God might have provided a Joseph with an opportunity to meet a Pharaoh in person after staying at Potiphar's house and entering the palace. What we can see from Joseph's course is that if we are distrusted by prepared John the Baptist, we'll go down the path of suffering. And on the contrary, if we are believing by the John the Baptist, we will go to the path of glory. The same is true of Jesus' course. If the prepared Judaism and John the Baptist had accepted Jesus. The course of Jesus would have been a course of glory. However, on the contrary, he was not accepted, so he became the Lord of the suffering and went the way of the cross. The path of the restoration through indemnity does not mean that you can follow, follow the righteous path, even if you distinguish good and evil. The problem is that Satan must be subjugated naturally. Through central figures, we learn that in uh, on uh, on rebelling the bones, we overcome through difficult environment rather than good ones. Joseph course did not necessarily mean he had to go to the prison. However, it was that Joseph could uh, rather become better through the injustice and suffering. Ordinary people are more likely to become more evil when they are subject to the injustice and hardship. But the more a righteous person enters a place of suffering, the more his true words shines like a jewel. Therefore, the hardships and trials that come to me should be considered as a channel through which God comes to me and period to make me grow. My brothers and sisters, it should be well known that in fallen man, there's no growth without suffering. I need to know that suffering and hardships are the way God comes to me. And they, and, 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 and they are also the way for me to find God. I must know the purpose of suffering and hardship is to raise the level of the heart and build a closer parent and child relationship with God. This is a really amazing lesson from our Joseph's course. Wow, I want to be that kind of, a, I want to produce that kind of, a, that kind of a child like a Joseph. 
Wow. He overcame chapter two temptation. And secondly, he is very, very, very sincere. Thirdly, his relationship is incredible with anyone serving people like a servant. And then even though he was in the prison, no complaint. He was, his job is so much busy to serving the people. That's why melt anyone who relate to him. And then he accept that kind of suffering as a grateful heart. That's why the trial and that's why the, the way of the suffering is the way to meet God. So fallen men, after we left God, the suffering hardest in the channel to meet God. That is the channel God wanted to see me. That's why any trials, any tribulations, any hardship, we need to appreciate. Through that, I can elevate my heart and cultivate my heart and reach it to the more highest uh, dimension. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters.